This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, welcome back. Overtime here at 106.7 The Fans. Scott Jackson with you and... Of course, yesterday was the big reveal of the worst-kept secret of Washington, the Washington Commanders from here on out. And uh, joining us right now, made a play for the Washington Redskins, Minnesota Vikings, Mouth of the South, and most recently was captain of the Washington Red Wolves um, push that uh, didn't quite make the Final Four. Uh, he is Fred Smoot uh, joining us here on Overtime. Smoot, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Jack, you, you know how to rub, rub salt in a wound, don't you? I know I've been ailing for a couple of weeks because of this stuff. And now on the on the aftermath of choosing the name, you choose to continue to rub it in. Oh, no, I'm not uh, I'm not doing that at all. Um, <laughs> now, listen, I just want to know, look, you looked pretty slick in your commander's gear yesterday. Uh, and you had a commander's car. I mean... So you went out, you, you, you know, you, you met with some fans after the fact. I mean, do you feel any better now that you've kind of got out there in, in the in, in the world of the commanders, you know, 24 hours fresh now? Yeah, you know how I feel. I feel like the father-in-law at, at the wedding. You know, like I got to be there. I got to participate. But, you know, I'm mad. A little bit me mad, a little bit me happy. You know, but I can take my losses gracefully. That's one thing that sports gets you ready for. You win some, you lose some. Uh, but we put up a good fight. I want to thank uh, all the people in the DMV, all the, the, the Washington fans all over the world. We, we put up a good fight. You got to realize, they paid people millions to figure out what this name was. And we literally took to Twitter, and we gave them a lot of competition, and we gave them a lot of, a lot of fits. So, you know, they chose the name command. Most names. I think a little shorter. I think right now with Washington and Commanders, I think there's almost 20 letters. I think we have the longest sports name in sports, so we just broke a Guinness World Book of Records. So if there's anything <laughs> to show what's going to happen in the future, that's a good omen right there. Uh, and I think they want to play a safe on this one and stick to something close to the military, something that represents the DMV and the D.C. area, and, and Commanders was the one they chose. Well, I mean, you know, some people have suggested, you know, shortening it is going to be a little challenging, right? You're going to call them the Durs or the, the Commies or uh, somebody had suggested maybe the Dubs since there's the W on the helmet. I mean, I don't know. I mean, or are, we, are we just always going to say Commanders? Are we always going to say the full name? I think we are until some of the, the youth, some of the, the, the youth give us a good acronym to use until that comes. Yeah. It's going to be that. Uh, we don't. Uh, we can be the Commandalorians, uh, Mandola. They come up with something to get it going. Especially if they're winning. If they're winning, it don't matter what the name is. You know, people are going to start to love it anyway. So I think this. I think I still might have one last push in me. They say we are going to have a mascot, and right now I'm a fight for the mascot to be one Red Wolf Commander. All right, I'm going to try my best <laughs> to pull that off. Jackson, if you thought I was finished, you have lost your entire <laughs> mind. 
Red Wolf Commander. I love it. All right. Um, what what did you think of the uniforms? I mean, you're right there up close to them uh, on 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 in print, uh, or excuse me, I should, I should say pictures in, in on the television. The white and the burgundy jersey look like two different shades of burgundy. However, I've been told if you look up close, they're exactly the same. Jason Wright explained it, how they had to be the same due to NFL rules and all this stuff. But maybe it's because the dots in the white jerseys, that burgundy yeah. looks more like a Cardinals red, right? Doesn't it look like a red? Yeah, it's, it's only because the white dots in it saturates it. So now okay. your mind tries to put it together and it dilutes the color of it. But you can okay. see it when you're up close to it. You can see okay. it when you're not looking through a, a reflective thing. But I think gotcha. it's only because of the uh, the patterns that they have in the number. But I really enjoyed the jerseys. Really love the burgundy jerseys. Really love the black jerseys and the white jerseys. But then, as I was talking to Screams about it, we ain't gonna really know how these jerseys really look until we till the players start to put their artistic taste on it. That's right. when you know what the jerseys look at when these guys start to really. Him up, so I don't think the jerseys are going to be a part. This is what I love. The name is out the way. I, uh, the new era is on the way. The next thing is get this quarterback in here, Jack. And the third thing is let's get that stadium down in D.C. to really, really bring everything full circle and bring everything home. Because let's just be honest, it still has, has been terrible to us. We've had a bad omen, voodoo, or something put on us since we <laughs> left RFK. And the only way back to the Super Bowl leads through RFK. That's the way it looks. Well, uh, look, I'm with you at this stadium. I, I, especially, look, they're, they're, they're making a break point. It's still Washington, right? It's still the Washington Commanders. It's still Washington. But if you put a team stadium in Prince William County or even out in Loudoun County, where you and I love Loudoun, but I, I don't want the stadium here. Uh, or if you put it, you know, in the area where it already is, it's it's not Washington. I mean, if you really want to be Washington, no, it's I not. understand. It's, it's not. And do, you, yeah. and do you know when I came back from Vegas, well, what all I told you, just the culture, we walked to the game. All yep. this, this, and that. Like, when you get that back at RFK, you get that H Street culture. You get a new tailgate culture. You get our parents to tell us what they used to do when they came to RFK. You get the nostalgia back. You get everything that makes people love and always love this team. You get it back. So if I had to go please with Mayor Bowser to make this happen, if I got to go really deal, I, we have to make this happen because it will not be a true homecoming. Until we can sell, until we can really celebrate a game up there at the new what I want to call RFK 2.0. All right, we're here with Fred Smoot uh, talking about the uh, rebrand yesterday. And, of course, uh, Mayor Bowser did tweet out something yesterday immediately, you know, congratulating the commanders and, and mentioned about bringing it home. And, obviously, it's not just her decision. She can't just say, all right, we're going to do it. I mean, there's a lot of things involved here. But that certainly was a good first step. As she said, the next chapter of the Washington Commanders should be returned to winning right here in D.C. Um, but to do that, in addition to having a great stadium, new uniforms, new name, you got to have quarterback one. Um, yeah. Can you get that this offseason, though? I mean, the, you know, the yes. more you look at it, is there going to be that guy available this offseason? Yes, it is. This is going to be one of the craziest offseasons in a long time when you're talking about veteran quarterbacks moving. Let's be honest. All the young talent at the quarterback position right now is in the AFC. Uh, it's in the AFC. The AFC goes almost nine to ten quarterbacks before you get to a tier two, tier three quarterback. All right, so now you got Tom Brady, the GOAT, leaving the NFC. You got Aaron Rodgers with a question mark over his head. You got Russell Wilson with a question mark over his head. You got the Saints wondering, are they going to sign James back? I'm sorry. If I would circle two guys, 
I would circle one Deshaun Watson and one Russell Wilson, and I would push all my cards to the middle of the table, and I would go in on those two guys, hashtag bring Russell home, hashtag Deshaun Watson, come to your new home. Whatever it takes to get those guys. And don't forget this. Not only can we give them first-round pick, we can also give them Deron Payne, a stone Pro Bowl caliber D tackle, which represents another first round pick. So we have the collateral to do some will in the dealing. All right, uh, we are uh, talking about the QB one possibilities here with Fred Smoot. Now let me let me ask you this: Are you are you totally against anything in the draft in terms of quarterback? I, I, I'm not against a quarterback. I'm against expecting that quarterback to come take us to the promised land. Right. And I'm not against. Drafting a young guy, and we can steal one like a, a, a Ritter or something like that from Cincinnati in the second, third round. No, I'm not opposed to that. But I'm opposed to putting winning on his shoulders because you're asking him to do the impossible, and usually if it's impossible, you, it won't happen for you. So, no, I don't want to depend on him. Would I get uh, him and let him sit behind uh, Aaron Rodgers for some years? Uh, sit behind uh, Russell Wilson? Yes, of course I would do that. But other than that, I, I about doing that if I get one of these veterans like that. I don't. I want to show them I'm all about them, and I'm all about winning now. So if I get a quarterback before the draft, all the rest of my draft collateral goes into guys that can help us now. Like, I'm taking the best player available. I don't worry about position. I don't I don't worry about any of that. Because if you think about what made the Cowboys a good roster, they took City Lamb when they didn't need receivers. All right? Now they got one of the best units they took. Uh, Michael Parsons when they didn't need a linebacker. Now they got a, a great linebacker unit. So at the end of the day, draft best player available and get a quarterback so you don't have to depend on a 21-year-old, 22-year-old to take you to the promised land because it's not happening. What about a 24-year-old like Kenny Pickett? <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, I like Kenny Pickett. I, I do I too. Just, I, I just think Kenny Pickett can't do nothing for me in 2022 or 2023. Right. I, I, so, and if I'm Coach Rivera in my third year, in a make or break year, you have to do the right things and you have to literally understand you have to win now. You cannot wait. All right. So, Jimmy G or Mitch Trubisky in the fallback positions, if there is no Russell Wilson deal to be made, uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't walking through that door. Deshaun Watson, you know, I mean, I don't want to go through that with you again, but we've had this conversation where I think that seems like a really bad PR move. But anyway, uh, what, what, what's your, who's your fallback quarterbacks? How low are you willing to go? Hey, <laughs> I, I, I'm going Jimmy G. I was right. really deal with, I was really deal with the Forty ers They owe us one from the Trent trade. Uh, yep. They've shown that they will uh, move around with us. I would sure. totally willing deal with the 49ers for Jimmy G. Like, people just look at Jimmy G like he's he's just not good enough. Don't they know this, how many times this guy's won playoff games and been to the Super Bowl? This is not a chump right now. And literally, he has as many, almost as many playoff games as Aaron Rodgers. When the guy's healthy, the guy makes plays. Yes, he's limited. A lot of guys are limited. Everybody has their limitations. This one is up to the coaches to put you in a position to make some plays. I took Jimmy Garoppolo in a heartbeat. And I don't have to give up as much to get Jimmy as I do for Russell and the rest of these guys. So, yeah, most definitely I would go Jimmy G. And I would, I would consider Mr. Bisky only if I can't get those other dudes. Do I believe he can play? I do. Do I believe I'll be putting my career in, in Mr. Bisky hands? I don't know, Jack. Would you? Yeah, that would be a tough one. 
<laughs> that would be a tough one. Although, again, if you look at his numbers and like where they went, like the teams ended up with him and without him, they were better with him. I mean, that's what's so, kind of funny about this. They they had a couple playoff seasons, and uh, like you mentioned about Jimmy G, the Jimmy G conversation, it almost reminds me in a sense of the way people reacted to Schottenheimer. When he came here, like, well, God, he's never won a Super Bowl. I mean, what are we doing here? And I'm like, at that time, like, this team was so far removed from Super Bowl years. I'm like, don't you just want to get back to relevancy? I mean, that's kind of how I feel like Jimmy G. Like, I get it. Jimmy G's not Tom Brady. We all understand that. Jimmy G's not Aaron Rodgers. I get that. But is he an upgrade as to what you have now? Yes, he is. And, you know, there's something to be said for that. You know, I mean, there's something to be said for he's a significant upgrade. Hey, think about this. We will be talking about the guy that beat the number one quarterback in our division. So when he comes to this division, whether they put him at in the pillar of the NFC East, because he just he just went one on one with Dak and showed him yes, I can beat you. Right? He's better, clearly better than Daniel Jones and So yes, he would make us a total contender. You're telling me we got a team that went seven and what nine, seven and ten, seven and with, ten, uh, two years with Heineke, with Heineke and Allen. You're telling me we can't go 11, 12 games? With a Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, uh, Russell Wilson, I think it's a different, my friend. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Look, Russell Wilson, I think you flip the you flip the record completely uh, if you have him. You know, twelve you games, twelve yep. games, absolutely. If you could get Russell Wilson, I think you can think a lot higher. That's for sure. I just don't know why the Seahawks would do that to themselves, but you know, I don't know. It's been very quiet in Seattle, by the way, since the season ended, which is interesting. Um. Anyway, all right, man. Well, I'm glad you're doing okay. I'm glad you still have a of a kind of a, uh, you know, a, a back room kind of move you're trying to make with this Red Wolves stuff that you haven't given it up yet. I mean, it is pretty incredible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I really thought you were over it. I saw you wearing a commander's jacket yesterday, and now you're telling me you're going to get somehow this Red Wolves thing to be resuscitated. I'm kind of blown away. I told you I was the father-in-law at the wedding. Your father-in-law didn't like you at first, Jack. I hate to break the news to you. Your father-in-law hated your guts. It took yeah, some time to warm up yeah. to you, okay? Uh, Once yeah. he warmed up to you, he liked you. I'm in the same position right now. So now <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out a plan to, like, really slip in the back door. But imagine if they did that, Jack, because you got to realize our commander mascot cannot be a human person. Right, right. No, it can't be. You're right. He, he can't be a human person. So, yes, they're going to have to add that portion to it, and I think nothing would be better than that Red Wolf Commander because now we'll still get to howl. The fans get what they want, and the king get what they want to. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to be on the sales pitch meeting when you when you bring that one up. All right. Good night, Fred <laughs> Smoot. Always good talking at FSmoot21, Sean T. on Twitter. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you. In a time, brother. All right, take care. Fred Smoot with us here <laughs> on Overtime on uh, 106.7 The Fan, a Red Wolf commander. I mean, again, only Fred Smoot could come up with a Red Wolf commander. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Um, oh, crap. I forgot to ask him about the crest, but that's all right. He, he, yeah, I don't know if he would care about it or not. All right, so there's some controversy. So at least Fred cleared up the jersey thing. It looks like burgundy when you see it in person. Because in the pictures, it doesn't. I've seen somebody tweet something out. The white jersey, it is the same matching burgundy color as the burgundy jersey. Many people have wanted that alternative uniform forever with the black in it. You're getting that. It is not an homage to Jim Zorn. Stop sending me those tweets and comments, okay? Um, But the crest, there is a few bone to picks about that. And I did hear 
Jason Wright's explanation this morning with Kevin Sheen on Team 980 about it. We'll talk about that next. Did they screw up the Super Bowl years in the season years with the actual Super Bowl literal dates? It is up for debate. I don't think it is up for debate, but we'll talk about it next year. It's overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, welcome back. Uh, overtime here at 106.7 The Fan. Thanks to uh, Fred Smoot, who has not given up on his Red Wolves dream. Even it's just the mascot, he's going to settle for that. We'll talk to Ben Standig, the Athletic DC. He's just landed from Mobile. We'll join us at 8 o'clock. We'll talk some senior bowl, his reaction to today's uh, proceedings in the Hill with the Washington football team. And more importantly, what the NFL had to say or didn't say um, in regards to Brian McCarthy's release. It's where the league stands, how it sounds like they're willing to look into new things. What comes of it? Would anything come of it? Who knows? Um, does seem like they've been given a mulligan here to potentially uh, – you know, quiet some of the critics. We'll see if they actually take the mulligan and put it down the center or they shank it again uh, for some of the things they've been, you know, dragged for, rightfully so, quite frankly, the way they handled it. Just had to release it, people. It wasn't hard. Not, not a difficult thing to do. All right. Um, so the crest has gotten a lot of attention, the commander's crest, right? 1932. <clears throat> then they have the um, Super Bowl years on this 83 88 92 now those were the physical years of the actual super bowl i get that however they just celebrated the 1991 super bowl franchise uh super bowl uh, championship team 30 year anniversary right um even though it was you know in you know not you know even though it was the 91 season um the 87 super bowl championship team um and the 82 super bowl championship team that's how it looks in the rings too it says you know 82 super bowl champs 87 and, and 91. so that's how the team has promoted it for many many years and that's how it is on again the super bowl rings um i understand i heard what jason wright had to say today about how hey you know this is how if you google it you know literally the nfl will tell you these are the dates that happen 
and that's fine but it's not really the way people look at it like like again you don't say the 86 bears say the 85 you know and, and so forth and so on you don't and again it's the 91 washington redskins championship team it's the 72 dolphins even though it's 73 super bowl etc cetera, etc cetera. so um you know like the easiest way to correct that is super bowl 17 roman numeral 17 roman numeral 22 roman numeral 26 you know you could do that and of course, you know, you got all these Dallas Cowboy jackasses out there going, ah, oh, you see, you always want to be, you know, the Cowboys because we won it in 92 because it was the 92 season when they won their first of three with uh, Jimmy Johnson. Oh, wait, they won two with Jimmy Johnson, of course, one with Barry Switzer. But anyway, you get the point. They would have won 10 had they not fired Jimmy Johnson, but whatever. Um, they did, and he quit or whatever you want to call it. However, we're looking at that. It's kind of like, did Jim Harbaugh turn down the job? <laughs> was never offered to him anyway so however you want to look at those kind of things so i i did i did see that yesterday and was like ooh, i don't i don't agree with that but now hearing the explanation okay but no yeah i'm okay but no i disagree with you i understand it but no i do see the burgundy though now i'm happy to say i do see that i'm glad i heard the explainer on that how literally you have to have the exact same shades you can't just pick different shades However, I don't really like those dots. I don't know if they can fix that. Maybe they can. I mean, they got time. You can do, I guess, anything you want, right? I mean, there's still time before kickoff. You can tweak those. I mean, they love tweaking uniforms and things like that. Um, and I and look, people will, as we always like to say, we'll get over it eventually. I mean, we, we live in a town where the team's the Washington Wizards. Um, so, I mean, it's look, Commanders. Whether it was your first choice or not, you can't even say it's the worst name of a professional team in town because it's not. I mean, it's clearly the Wizards and no franchise de-emphasizes the team's nickname more than the Wizards and they got some great uniforms they got some really cool looks they use that DC inner logo is awesome they have you know some of the best hats they got some of the best jerseys they just keep the name out of it they should just go back to bullets I don't know why they don't Irene Poland said she didn't care didn't care they didn't care go back to it anyway <sighs> anyway you know, so it, there's ways to ways to work around it. You're not going to love commanders right away. Actually, Ben, who was going to join us today, had a great point, and we were discussing this today on the phone uh, together. Um, you know, imagine if you <laughs> like today in today's society, like the Cleveland Browns came out with like, <laughs> or the Green Bay Packers, or some of these other teams came out. Hey, this is our name, and this is this is our logo, big G. I mean, you know. Seriously? I mean, people are are like busting the W. And, and like, yeah, but there's G's on helmets. <laughs> I mean, the swashbuckler buccaneer, the first one. I mean, are you serious? I mean, really? Uh, you know, how many Rams are in Los Angeles? None. Uh, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of stupid nicknames. I mean, just the way it is. And I, and I guess we think, well, because we're so much smarter in 2022 than we were we shouldn't have nicknames that people hate. But, of course, no matter what you did, you were going to dislike it. I... I I'm not surprised to hear, you know, Jason Wright throw out the number 80% of the fans didn't want a new name. I actually think that that's probably pretty much dead on the nose. I think there was a good number of folks that had no interest in hearing a new name. That's why they. That's why you heard a lot of the, you know, the mutterings about, hey, stick with Washington football, you know, do that. We're going to Washington Football Club, which apparently they looked into. So, yeah, I mean... I will, I buy it, no doubt. I mean, there's, again, there's going to be, no. there was no way to make everybody happy. 
totally get it. And yes, over time, everybody gets over crap. I understand it, sort of. Although I haven't really got over wizards. I'm not going to lie to you. However, you know, you just you eventually just you know it's kind of like taking your uh, eating vegetables. You know, you just say it and, and move on, or do what the team did. Do a nice job of de-emphasizing the name, and just put a cool you know <laughs> cool scheme together that looks like a Bullets jersey. <laughs> Keep throwing Washington out there in D.C. <laughs> Just ignore all the other stuff. Oh, man. All right. We'll get to uh, some of the other things going on in the NFL with this um, interesting stuff on the coaching front with Byron Leftwich, D.C.'s own, apparently pulling out of Jacksonville. He's had enough of their dysfunction. Can't say I blame him. Uh, later on, we'll talk about the uh, Wizards. Apparently no All-Stars, and that's probably fair. I don't think they have any All-Stars. Do you? I mean, Seriously? Come on. Is there really any all-stars in that team? No, there's not. So, okay, good. Now make some moves before next week. Uh, but let's get to some phone calls. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. 24 hours after the change. You feeling any better about it? Worse? We will get into the stadium in the next hour as well and how it is a uh, really uh, – there's one option and one option only. And, and if they don't hit that, I think it's going to be much more – severe of blowback than they got from the name reveal 800-636-1067 your grievances on the name or what's your likes are i mean if there are people happy i'd like to actually hear from happy people every once in a while that's okay as well it's overtime scott jackson with you here on 1067 the fan and welcome back overtime here on 1067 the fan 800-636-1067 if you want to join us on the lines, 800-636-1067, the MGM National Harbor listener line. If you want to get on board, talk about the day after the big reveal, the crest, the explanations. Do you buy it on the on the years and the dates? Do you okay with it now? The white jersey does have the same color burgundy as their burgundy jersey. Uh, you just got to be uh, up close to it and personal. Maybe the dots have kind of diluted that look. Um, thoughts on that? Anything else on yesterday's reveal? Uh, fair game as well, 800-636-1067. MGM National Harbor listener line, you can do it there. All right. Um, all right, on the stadium front, um, talking a little bit about this with Fred Smoot earlier, that, you know, it's good to see Muriel Bowser uh, tweet out what she tweeted. But look, it's not just her decision, right? The mayor can't just decide, all right, we're putting the stadium here, we're good to go. A lot of things are in play here. And, you know, Jason Wright was just very – uh, I heard him, like, he, he didn't get overjoyed by it. You know, it wasn't, you know, he can't. You got to play all three sides. I get it. You're doing business here. But I have to say, you know, with all the D.C. imagery that they've, you know, continued to push out there, and again, Washington is the name of the team, you can't put your next 20-year stadium in Prince William County or Loudoun County or Landover again, quite frankly. Uh, you know, Sorry. Um, you know, or National Harbor. I mean, I'm, you know, at some point it actually has to literally be in Washington to do that. And that is the one thing that people can agree on. Like, that's the one thing that people can agree on. And I don't, you know, and, and I get it. It's more than just the stadium, right? They want to have like Jerry, you know, like they kind of want to do what the Cowboys and Patriots have done. You know, have the practice facility perhaps in the same spot, have, you know, retail involved, some other type of development around it. It's more to it than just a retractable dome stadium that can get you a Final Four and a Super Bowl and, you know, whatever else. It has to be more of a complex than just the t eight to ten games a year. 
And really, I mean, if you're a municipality, why the hell would you want it if it wasn't anything more than just that, right? You'd want to do, do something bigger and grander. Uh, there's no question. I mean, it doesn't make any sense otherwise. So I totally get that. And I don't know, frankly, if there's enough space where they are uh, to do all those things, to check all those boxes at the old RFK site. Is there another spot? Obviously, it's a little tougher in D.C., a little less land. But I mean, just like just from a practical standpoint, let's just play the Prince William County angle for a second here. Beyond the miles from the city, how far it is, does anybody ever, I don't know, say gone north on 95 on the weekend, you know, gone through Prince William County, Hill City, that area, um, you know, through Fredericksburg and all that fun on, on a Sunday evening? Have you ever noticed it takes forever? Uh, of course you have. Because everybody's driving on the weekends, getting to wherever they're going, right? And it's a cut-through point to points north. It isn't just for folks in our area. Um, it's a disaster. It, it, it really would. And then you imagine pulling out stadium traffic, some, you know, you hope to think it someday again there'll be 60,000 people in a stadium, uh, you know, after a game. You're hoping it's a full house someday again. But even if it's not, even if it's like the, you know, the levels we've seen these last couple seasons, still a lot of people dumping out of, a, you know, on the roads there. And let's be honest, there's really just one way to go. There's 95. I, mean, I guess, Jerry, there's some people that would be points, you know, west, I suppose, and they go some back roads, potentially, maybe, I don't know. Right now, those roads aren't really up to snuff either. So if you're going there, so that's that. Then, okay, let's ask people to come out to Loudoun and go through two sets of tolls. The First, the toll road, and then, God forbid, it's off the Greenway. And, of course, there's this new silver line that doesn't work. Um, I see them testing all the time, which is lovely. Be nice if they actually ran real trains out here at some point where you could actually get to the airport. But anyway, I mean, you know, and by the way, the, the roads off of the Greenway, are most of which go to neighborhoods that are already, you know, been built or, or in the process of being built or, you know, there's 5 billion data centers out here as well. I mean, who's going to want to, again, you, you have to displace some of those things. You get to build roads and the infrastructure is not even close to up to snuff. And I know they have a lot of time, sort of. Uh, because they're if they're shooting for 2027, 20, so you know, good luck with that too. And again, you know, where else are you going to dump people out? You're going to send them off the Route 50? Yeah, dream on. That's a terrible idea. I mean, we're, we're 28. I mean, is that ready to handle that kind of traffic? But like we see how bad it is on 495 in in points. You know, and you can go two directions there out of the stadium. I mean, I you know, you can't do that if you're if you're, everybody's going to be going east, getting the heck out of out of Loudon. If, if you put it out there. So, you know, just, just from a practical standpoint, that stuff seems like fantasy. I'm going to go, oh, the Metro will be in place by then. Okay, yeah, it should be. But again, if you've seen where these stations are, and then look around and say to yourself, hmm, where's the stadium going to go? Well, there's a neighborhood over here on this side of the Greenway. Are they just going to put it over this, you know, they're just going to put the stadium over a neighborhood? Yeah, come on. I, you know, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. There was a part, I know there's a big parcel of land at one point they talked about behind the airport that was supposed to go, and it was supposed to go to some data center, then that fell apart because there was some wetlands issue. But again, where are these places? Where are these big things landed? And again, who's going to build these roads that are going to have to go in and out of it? It's just not set up for it. And the scary thing is the more you start kind of like playing these scenarios out, you start saying to yourself, well, you know... <laughs> FedEx, they do on the land over there. They could put it over there. I mean, which nobody wants to see happen. But that would be the the road or the path of least resistance, uh, potentially as well. Then, of course, the the 
you know, idea of moving it towards, you know, National Harbor has been discussed for a long time. But then you're talking about all right, Gridlock City on the Wilson Bridge, potentially. Yeah. And again, you can go off the other direction if you need to. But, you know, that's a long way around the Beltway, uh, depending on where you're going. If you're going to Points of Virginia, where they tell you that most of the season ticket base is. So I don't know. I would, uh, again, I know they can't say this, but you hope to think. Everybody else is playing for second place and third place, and the D.C. is the target if they can get it done and if they can play nice together and make it happen. All right, 3012300, excuse me, uh, that's the wrong station, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067, old habits diehard. Rico in Millersville, what's happening? You're next up here on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. How y'all doing, fellas? Thanks for having me. You got it. Just fell in tonight. What's up, buddy? Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and like the name. I mean, at first I was kind of upset about it, but like I was with the Wizards, but it grew on me. So I figured this name will grow on me. I just think that when we build the new stadium, instead of putting other company names up on it, our stadium should be called Command Central Stadium. <laughs> Central Command Stadium. Right, you know, right. have our own thing with it. Well, so, you know there's going to be a name for somebody. They're going to make some money off that name rights. You know that's going to happen. You yes, know that's exactly. going to happen. You can still have Commander Stadium be- at, you know, FedEx Field or something like that. You know, FedEx Field yeah. at Commander Stadium or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You definitely Command Central. That would, be, that would be great. And after I thought about it, I said to myself, I'd rather be called a commander, M-A-N, than a mm-hmm. cowboy. So... <laughs> Uh, that's good, Rico. <laughs> All right, thanks for having me, fellas. All right, take it easy, fellas. Happy to have you. All right, the, thanks to Rico for joining us for the MGM National Harbor listener line. Maybe I sound like two people. I do have split personalities at times. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. All right, we'll take a timeout. Uh, come back, Scott Jackson, with you here on overtime. Uh, if you want to keep it in the phone lines, feel free to do so. Also. Uh, get to Ben standing the Athletic DC at the top of the hour. He was at the Senior Bowl. Anything jump out at him there? His thoughts on the proceedings today on the Hill. I know he was following that. And what the NFL uh, didn't say, did say about uh, some of the new allegations levied against owner Daniel Snyder. We'll get to that next here on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Finishing up with some of the phone calls, talking about the future stadium, which they say has got to be done by 2027. Got to get moving. Uh, Mike and Sterling, you're with us next here on Overtime 106.7 The Band. How you doing, buddy? Good. How you doing tonight? Good, man. Hey, you're talking about the uh, stadium location. One of the uh, big factors that Loudon can't have it is they want to have another bridge off of 28 into Maryland. Yep. And, Dan, yep. and Dan Snyder's been fighting that, but Maryland will not let that happen. So that's going to be a big deterrent for that stadium in Loudoun County. Yeah, good. Um, 
<laughs> Good. Uh, no, look, uh, it's it's a terrible idea. I mean, honestly. And have you met anybody in Loudoun County that's told you they want the stadium? I mean, I, I've met no, 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 no one wants it. No one wants. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. No, no one wants the bridge either. You know. Right. 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 Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Although I would like the bridge, I'll be honest with you. I think it would be nice to have an extra, a different way to get to Maryland. I think would be smart, but. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. Um, and I get it. Like this is a game, right? Like you have, hey, we're the DMV. We got like four, you know, three regions to pull from. Uh, you you got to fight for it. But like when you start talking about like Prince William County down there, which is like southern Northern Virginia, by the way, it's not even really Northern Virginia. Um, at that point, you know, you might as well move the team to Richmond. I mean, seriously, you're going to North. Booker, Virginia Beach. They've been dying for pro sports forever. I mean, seriously, if you're going to go down that far, just keep going. I mean, seriously. And I get it. There's a lot of fans down there. A lot of people that make to travel. They spend their harder money to come to the games. So be it. Um, but you can't be Washington, you know, moving that far away. I'm sorry. And again, I get it. This is a game. This is, you know, leverage and all that stuff. They're trying to do the best they can for themselves. But from a practical matter, nobody's interested in that. Outside of those people that have selfish interest involved in the state legislatures in Virginia, and, um, you know, these folks that, that they're serious about it. And, you know, quite frankly, I mean, I, I think it's it's pretty incre- incredible after how the, the Richmond training camp stuff's gone that they would still be want to be in the game. But, hey, they see dollars there. And I get it. If, if it's more than just a football stadium, like you got Final Fours, which is going to be part of this. I mean, there's no question. If you do a retractable dome, you're going to get Final Fours. They're begging for an East Coast city to do this for years. And nobody stepped up and do it. I mean, it's so desperate for Final Fours in the East. They go to freaking Detroit, for God's sakes. Place stinks. You know, they go to these terrible places. Like the football national championship in Indianapolis, just to appease the dumb Big Ten fans. But you can have that here if you if you did it in the right place. And again, you want to have it in the city. You want to have it in a major city. I mean, if you can get it done. But there, again, there are a lot of obstacles still to be played. Uh, Ian in Capitol Hill, you're next up here on Overtime 1067 The Fan. Hey, Scott. Great to hear you back again on the air. Thank you, sir. Uh, You know, it may sound crazy, but I think there is a diamond in the rough at RFK. Uh, You know, Fenway, Wrigley, Lambeau have been restored, and those places are awesome. Uh, I think if you restore RFK, you bump those concourses out 150 feet in every direction. You get your sports book, your casino, and all the modern amenities in there. You could have 55,000 seats. You put your suites in the end zones. You know, it wouldn't be as big as FedEx or a modern dome. You probably wouldn't make as much money initially. But I think the fan base would go nuts to go back to that place. You're only pulling 45000 in FedEx today. You could easily have that back at RFK. I don't think Dan Snyder would have the forward-thinking vision to do that. I don't think he would sacrifice a little now to get more later. But if some renderings came out of that place all fixed up, I think people would go nuts. Not a dome, RFK, back home, where they belong. Yeah, but nobody's going to buy it. You know what I'm saying? No, see, the problem is, like, this thing is going to be more than just, a, again, just for football, right? This is going to be for other events. This is going to be, again, Final Fours, you know, National College Football Championships. So you're going to have to have the retractable part of it. And, and look, a retractable dome is done easy enough. You can keep it open most of the time. You don't have to shut it unless it's just brutal. Uh, outdoors, and we've seen it in you know in Phoenix and places, and and obviously in uh, where you can have the you know the turf roll out and all that stuff. I mean, it, you know, it can be done. Um, 
in, in a, they're just they're not going to go back to a cold weather city for a Super Bowl. They did it in New York one year, New Jersey. They'll never do it for anybody else. They just did it because it was you know, it was New York and New Jersey, um, really New Jersey Super Bowl. Yeah, I just don't see that happening. And I, and I have been around RFK in the last year. I mean, whew, yeah, good. I mean, you know, more you need more than just a hard hat to walk in there at this point. <laughs> it does not appear to be a safe structure. Um, so I would say that's probably not going to happen. Can you use that spot? Yeah, hell yeah, you can use the spot. I just don't know if you have enough space to do all the other stuff they want to do. And again, the practice facility. Now, if you wanted to get off the part about the practice facility and just, hey, that's your where your games are. Um, you don't have to have the practice facility next to it. And you're just going to put the stadium there and some retail. Okay, I could, I could see that. Uh, however, there's, you know, there, there's a problem obviously with, with that structure in, in terms of the size and they're, they're not going to do just 55,000. I mean, you know, that's a nice like fantasy, but no, I mean, it wouldn't it be cool if they could play like one more game there, you know, just in the preseason now, and they're not going to do it. It's just, again, it's not, the structure is not in good shape anymore. They can't do it. Uh, Dustin says, if there's. If in Virginia there's no Metro access, at least FedEx has Metro access. I don't see why folks can't catch a train to come to the Nationals and Caps game. Why it's an issue? Commanders put the stadium in D.C. Where again, it's Metro access. Well, there will have Metro access in D.C. That's the point. Um, there is going to be Metro access in Virginia. There would be none in Prince William. I mean, that's what's so ridiculous about that. They're not putting a. I don't know what color it would be at that point. Would that be the purple line? No. <laughs> Would that be like the beige line? I, I don't know. Would that be the burgundy line? Maybe they have to do a special burgundy line if you did it out in, in Prince William County. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, the silver line is supposed to be up and running. And I you know, look by 2027, it sure as hell better be. I mean, there's people that bought these condos being told that these, you know, this place, these the silver line would be running like three and a half years ago, two and a half years ago, or whatever it was. I mean, it's nuts. So, yeah, I mean, I think people have no problem taking the train. Yeah, I mean, I, that's not an issue, Dustin. I, I think the issue would be is, again, is the train accessible f to the stadium from there? Can you walk to there? You're going to have to take another bus or something. Like right now, like, again, if you drive the Greenway, which which I do more than I want to, uh, you can see there there's not like this big parcel that's waiting for a stadium right there next to these where these trains are okay so the idea that that oh they have already had the metro there and you're just going to pop off the train and walk into the stadium you know it doesn't doesn't look realistic to me again maybe they're just going to knock out a bunch of neighborhoods i don't know I mean, just pick up and make people move i have no idea but it doesn't seem like a real thing so Again, they have to do this dance. They got to say everybody's in play. They got to not be excited about Muriel Bowser's tweet or what have you. They they got to play nice with Virginia. They got to play nice with Maryland. But as divided as the fan base has and will be over the name decision, I think it will be just as horrific if it goes somewhere not named Washington D.C. That's just my two cents. I didn't do a scientific poll. I just talked to a lot of fans. That's all. And a lot of which are on the Virginia Maryland side that really don't have any appetite for it. And yet they're the ones that seem to be um, making the most noise in terms of locations and, and things, you know, into the media. Whereas all we've had from DC, obviously is just one tweet from the mayor yesterday. 
And then there's bits of people that are pushed back on that as well, as you would suspect, because people want what they want out of it. All right, Ben Standing, the Athletic DC, straight ahead. We'll get into a little bit of the Senior Bowl. Also, um, his thoughts on some of the proceedings that took place today on the Hill at the Roundtable on the hearing of the Washington football uh, environment and what happened there and some new allegations against team owner Daniel Snyder. That's straight ahead here on Overtime. Scott Jackson with you here on 106.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 